0: Welcome to the fiftieth episode of Likehearted. Thanks for being here. I can't believe it. I know. I just remembered right before we pressed record. <laughs> <laughs> um, I yeah, I don't know. I can't believe that we've done this many episodes. Yeah, I'm glad we stuck
1: with it. I feel like I know. Maybe we don't have the biggest audience, but I enjoy it. Thanks for yeah. doing this
0: with me. Yeah. Thank you. Oh my gosh, love you. Love you too. All right. Well, let's get into it. How are you growing this week? Well,
1: I guess as a mini update to my last update, which Mm -hmm. was a big one, um, Mm -hmm. since we talked on the podcast last, I had a rough week that terminated in a surprise ER visit and a surprise doctor's visit, which thankfully everything I think, you know, the baby's definitely fine. I am recovering. They put me on the Brat diet, which is, you know, not the most fun, but also it's been helpful for me to be able to eat, which is important when you're pregnant. That is important. Yes. Um. So I think we're on the up and up and I have a appointment with a specialist soon. So that will also be good. And... Since then, I've had a couple of pretty good days, which has been kind of rare in the mm-hmm. last two months.
0: Yeah, for sure. So
1: I've just been catching up on like all the things I wasn't able to do. And it's so nice to have some stuff crossed off my list and the house cleaner than it normally is. So, yeah, that's has good. Yeah.
0: Do you have like a lot more energy?
1: Yeah, definitely more energy. I would say that because of the not being able to eat that much, my stamina is not great right now, but I'm just like yeah. trying to pace myself, but also push myself a little bit so I can like build back up my physical abilities, I guess.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, can I ask what, um, is the specialist?
1: Uh, it's a, like a gastrointestinal doctor.
0: What are they going to tell you?
1: I mean, hopefully they'll tell me how to make my food digest better.
0: Yeah, I hope so, too. Because I've tried
1: everything I know how to do. And <laughs> the midwife has not – Both basically, the midwife and the doctor, the ER doctor, were both like, well, I mean, probably your gut is just unhealthy right now. And I was like, cool. But – Like, and we fix that. How? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, (laughs) so yeah, the diet is helping, and hopefully they'll be able to at least keep me on the right track, because I do feel like I'm improving already, um, and hopefully the gastrointestinal doctor will be able to
0: help. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yep. How are you growing? I feel like I'm growing in a couple ways this week. One is that I mentioned this like a while ago about Taylor and I getting this like marriage workbook thing. It's well, it's like a book and it has like some homework involved in some of the chapters, but it's the John Gottman book, like the seven principles of making marriage work or something like that. Nice. Um, and so we started that this week and it was just fun to like read together. Um, sometimes it's nice to have an activity to do together. Yeah, totally. And, I think the book is going to be good. The first chapter was a lot about just like the research behind it and um, how learning how to like communicate with your partner like isn't enough. Like there's like a lot of other things that you have to do and kind of talking about different myths and things that you kind of hear around a lot about like, oh, th- do this. And this is like how your relationship will stay Strong and, like, you know, all this stuff. And he's, like, "Mm, it takes more than just, like, this one thing. Right. um Their stuff is so so good. I know. It really is. I'm really excited to keep reading. So we started that. And then the other thing is that I've been, like, making some appointments that I have been just, like, dragging my heels on. Not for any particular reason. Just, like, I'm, like, oh, I know I need to go, like – see a doctor about this. And then I'll. that's going to make me feel better. But I just keep not doing it. Um. But I finally made like a few appointments this week. Honestly, congratulations, because I feel like
1: that is one thing that you can put off and put off and put off because it's just annoying. And for some people like me who don't like to talk on the phone kind of hard.
0: Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's like, it's not even, it's like not that big of a deal. It's just like, it takes 10 minutes, but for whatever reason, my brain's like, I'll do it tomorrow. It'll yeah. be fine. And then tomorrow turns into a month. And then, but anyway, we're growing. Nice.
1: Okay. So, given that it's our 50th episode, I wanted mm-hmm. to make it something special, but we were having a hard time <laughs> deciding what that was. And I yes. kind of went back to obviously, we're loosely growth oriented on this podcast. Yes. But one of the things that we, talk about throughout our episodes but we haven't actually had an episode on is mm-hmm. the opposite of growth which in my opinion is struggle um yeah. you can grow and struggle but it's like it's it's harder i think for sure so and given the fact that i am coming off of a period of struggle <laughs> yeah, it was a
0: little bit timely too so yeah that's what we're talking about today i'm excited i'm excited too this was a fun one to like Go through and like put my notes in and think of ways that I have struggled, what it looks like, like all those things. Cause I haven't, I don't know, I just haven't like flexed that muscle in a little bit. Um, yeah. So it was fun to go through it.
1: Well, I also think that struggle looks so different depending on your circumstances and like mm-hmm. what season you're in. Mm-hmm. And I think one thing that's helped me. Is identifying like behaviors that I see in myself when I'm struggling because sometimes I just don't know. Like I don't even recognize that I'm having a hard time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What are the like different types of struggle that you see or that you experience?
1: Well, I think there's a fundamental difference between having a low when you're in a high season and having a low when you're in a low season. Having a bad day or week or even just something hard that happens Mm -hmm. when you're in a general state of, like, you know, contentment or, like, fineness is a lot more bearable, I think, than when you've been struggling for a long time and something hard happens. Yeah. Or even something not hard happens. Like, I can think of times when you know, I've been going through something and the smallest thing will set me off and I'll just be crying for the rest of the day. Right. I think your, just, it could be just something like
0: inconvenient.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think your tolerance for that stuff is just like totally diminished when you've been in a hard season for a while.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And that's so funny that, I don't know, it, I, we've talked about this many times before, but like the way that you think about types of struggle. And the way that I think about types of struggle are always different. (laughs) Always different. Yeah. I mean, I think there's definitely overlap. I mean, that's great. Let's hear yours. I guess I was just thinking about it more in like, oh, you can have like interpersonal struggles where those are things that are just involving yourself. Like everything. It's very internal Um, and then interpersonal struggles where they're between other people, like intergroup struggles where it's a group of people, like all of those types of things. And then of course, like, you know, physical, emotional struggles, mental, even was thinking about power struggles, honestly, probably because I work in education and I see those happen all the time.
1: Yeah. Well, that's true too. And all those things can hit you differently. Like you might react differently and it might be tougher for you in interpersonal struggles than mm-hmm. like
0: personal struggles. Yeah, absolutely. I love the the way that you see it though. I'm like, oh yeah, that really is true. Like, cause I feel like this, these last few months with work, like I've been in such a struggle and I've talked about it a lot on here and then like offline with you, like, but everything else was like going okay. So I think it was easier for me to like make my way through that because I wasn't drowning, but I can definitely look at other years in my life where it seemed like I was struggling constantly for like two years and like all these things kept happening and they seemed like, it's like, how, how does one person like sustain all of this stuff? Like, how do you hold all of this?
1: Yeah. Um, I think that's super true of the
0: pandemic too. It's like people were
1: Saturated with like hard things. Yes. And then, you know, maybe something small came along and they were like, I can't do it anymore. Like, this is my breaking point. You yeah. Know? I'm,
0: yeah, I'm at rock bottom for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, what does your struggle look like on the outside? You mentioned behaviors a little bit. So let's start with the outside.
1: Okay. So I think I don't always communicate my struggles very well. I don't know. I I feel like it depends on who you are in my life, I guess, but Yeah. I think that when I struggle, one of the first things that happens is I start to pull away from like the activities and people, I guess mm-hmm. that I normally like am very vocal to or like yeah. open with my communication. So it's not that I'm like it's very unconscious too. It's not like oh, I don't want to talk to them and tell them about how hard I am struggling right now. It's yeah. more of like, I don't have the energy to vocalize this. Like, I just don't want to talk. I don't want to use my energy towards talking, mm-hmm. I guess. So that's definitely one. Uh, I also think that I can, especially with the, like, the physical struggles I've had in the last few years, I can tell when I'm having a bad day depending on how much I've moved. Like, if I'm not moving Ooh, around,
0: then yeah. I'm having a bad day. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. What about you? Um, I, in the same way, actually, um, especially with, like, pulling away from people and things, and it's, it's not entirely conscious, I would say, I think, in general. Like, I just get quieter when I'm in struggle. Like, I really try to my darndest to like keep it all inside. And so I think part of it is that like, yes, I don't have the energy or don't want to use the energy to share. And then also like sharing feels like a struggle. And so when I'm already struggling, like taking that extra push on myself, like I just don't have, I don't have the energy for it or the like mental fortitude or whatever yeah, uh, to communicate.
1: Do you find that when you're in these periods that is helpful after you've shared? Like if you make the effort to share, does that feel better to you?
0: Um, yes and no. Like there have definitely been times where I've shared and like the conversation that has come from that, even if it wasn't like I'm struggling with this person or something about that, but just like the conversation can sometimes be super helpful, but then like I've definitely had times where I've shared things and then I like it makes me feel worse Um yeah. where and I don't know if it's because I overthink what I said or I'm like, oh, am I being a burden or are my friends thinking something about me? Like it sometimes I think it like stirs like triggers more anxiety. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I can see that. What about you? I would say that I always benefit from telling the people that I talk to on a regular basis about my Mm -hmm. struggle, just mostly so they know. Like, it's not – I don't think it's very helpful for me to, like – sometimes when I communicate things when I'm not in struggle, it's, like, a weight off my chest. But Mm -hmm. I think it's more of just, like, informing. Like, you know, I'm I'm having a hard time. Yeah. I think, though – for anybody outside of like the closest, like five people to me, it's mm-hmm. not helpful. I think mostly because in relationships that aren't really close, people aren't. I sometimes feel like people don't hear me, like they're not mm. hearing or like receiving it. So it's, it's yeah. almost like, what's the point? I guess. Yeah. Um, and the best example I can think of with that is like, Recently with the pregnancy stuff, I'm like, it's so great that people are so excited for me. I, it's truly very grateful and appreciative of that. But sometimes when I'm like, you know, they ask how I'm doing and I'm like, well, it's been really hard. Yeah. And they're like, that really sucks. How far along are you? Or like, are you showing that? Or like all of those things. And again, it's, it's hard because I am grateful that they're interested and that they care. But it's also like, I I can't care about those things right now because I'm in struggle. Like, I can't even care about those
0: things. Yeah. I, like, can't muster up the excitement about it because all my focus is on, like, trying to feel better. Yeah.
1: Like, (laughs) Like, I'm just trying to eat. Like, that's that's the most energy I have today. So I can't – and now I'm in this conversation where I'm, like, I'm trying to be excited with you because I Mm -hmm. feel like that's my responsibility.
0: Right. So. Oh. Yeah, that's really tricky because I would imagine, like, yeah, it feels, like, dismissive. Like, it's not that they're trying to be dismissive or whatever. Yeah. Or it's, like, people don't know how to sit there. Yeah.
1: And and it might not even be their responsibility. Like, I'm not blaming them for this at all. It's just, like, sometimes it's easier for me to just be in my struggle with people. I know who can, like, handle it, I guess. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, on the flip side, what does it look like? On the inside, when you're struggling,
0: oh man, it's not a fun time in there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, this is definitely where my enneagram one like just comes out to play. Yeah. Um, it is so much like negative self talk. Like it's just like a constant wheel. I feel like of like why I'm even struggling. Like I'm very judgmental of my feelings a lot of the times if Mm. I'm especially if I'm in a place of struggle like why do I even feel like this why are you even letting your why is this affecting you like why don't you do something about it so it's like constant thoughts of being in a low place and shaming myself for like being there in the first place or whatever yeah um
1: yeah I would say Plus one of probably all those things. I yeah. think for me, it's less not, it's not just exclusively negative self-talk. I don't think my, I'm not like berating myself in my head. I don't think, but I'm not mm-hmm. able to cut myself slack at all. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, one of the things that happens when I'm in struggle is I just don't have the capacity to like do things. Even it's so silly. Like even little things like. I can remember a couple weeks ago, I just really needed to cut my toenails. And I kept thinking, <laughs> I should cut my toenails today. Mm-hmm. Like, I, th- I should just put it on the list and, like, get yeah. it done. It's not a big deal. But, like, mm-hmm. I just never got around to it. And I was just – it was just one of those thoughts in the back of my head. Like, why can't you just do it? Like, why can't you just get it over with? Right,
0: right.
1: Um. So, I and I, I just don't think that I have the ability to be like, you know, I'm
0: having a hard time. It's okay if I don't cut my toenails. Right. Whereas, like, you would extend that to any other human.
1: (laughs) Right. Also, like, who cares? It's not a big deal if they're a little too long. Like, whatever. Yeah. And I think that's, like, the narrative I have about a lot of things. Like, I am not able to help sub around the house as much as I normally would. Mm -hmm. And, like, all of those, I guess, just mental – it's mental load, kind of. Yeah. But I'm – and I know that I'm, yeah, it's mental load and I'm not able to do anything about it either. So
0: it's just sitting there on my brain. <laughs> mm-hmm. The brain is very heavy. Yeah. Um, that makes me think of this past week in my social emotional lessons in classrooms, we have been talking about generosity. And this last lesson was about like how to be generous to yourself. Ooh. Um and it was really great. And I was like, yeah, this is like a great thing to practice because it's really hard. Mm. <laughs> so let's start now while you're eight. And hopefully by the time you're 25, you'll be a master at it. That sounds great. Every kid yeah. should do that. Yeah, for sure.
1: Okay. Well, how is it that you identify
0: that you're in struggle? Um, I mean, I feel like a lot of the time it's like very obvious um, to me at least because I start to withdraw. I start engaging a lot of negative self-talk recently. And this is like not something I enjoy ever speaking on, (laughs) but um, I have really struggled this last like month with like my body image. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think I said this in, like, our body image episode, but this is, like, not something I will, like, even talk about in therapy. And Taylor is always, like, why? You should bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is, like, a thing. Like, you should bring it up. Um, but so one way – because I think with this one in particular, I tried to convince myself that, like, this is all fine. and Yeah, it's not a big this deal. This is normal. And, like, every everyone struggles. And, like, which is true. But – I will look at myself in the mirror a lot, like kind of almost like obsessively, like, and just sit there and like pick my whole body and my face apart of like, oh, this, I wish this was different. And then I'll spend like a lot of time, like Googling how I could fix these things. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's one way that I know I'm in struggle if it's for that like particular area. Yeah. Um, that's good and though that's, that you have those like indicators. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so I think I mean, I think that's really the only one that I can think of where I have like very specific things because that one is one that I try to convince myself is fine mm-hmm. the most. Whereas the other ones I'm like it's just more obvious to me. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah I'm proud know. of
1: you for mentioning that.
0: Ugh, I know. I feel my face is real hot right now. You did a um, great job.
1: Thanks so much. <laughs> um, okay, what about you? I would say that it's a lot harder for me to identify. I think mm-hmm. maybe this is like a byproduct of being an Enneagram 4, but I just have, mm-hmm. you know, natural highs and lows anyways. And so I feel like my negative behaviors are just sort of like an escalation of my normal feelings, <laughs> if that mm-hmm. makes sense. <laughs> sure. So. Like the withdrawing is harder for me to notice because I'm like a pretty not introverted because I am like pretty expressive with the people I care about. But I mm-hmm. have a small group of people that I talk to on a regular basis. So it's not yeah. like there's 20 people like, oh, where'd you go? Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think my behaviors are a little harder to spot. But again, I think the the movement one and like the I don't like to say productivity because I don't want to measure my worth on productivity, but mm-hmm. I do think that when things like cleaning the kitchen and vacuuming the floors downstairs, those are like my mm-hmm. kind of baseline cleaning every day or every, you know, few days. Yeah. Um, when those things start to go, it's like, Oh, there's something happening here.
0: Yeah. I, I think like the environmental, like the environmental, like state that you're living in. Is like, yeah, that's an indicator, I would say, for me, too, that I didn't think about. It's like, oh, when the apartment is like a full-on mess and it stays that way for like multiple days, it's like, okay, something's going on with one of us, if not both of us. Yeah, (laughs) And it has such a big impact. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: The other thing, too, is like my ability to get done a project because, you know, I love to do projects, but... I feel like they're also one of the first things to go when I don't have any energy. So it's like, if I haven't done a project in a couple of weeks, like, probably we need to figure out why.
0: Yeah. We need to take a little deep dive. Yeah. Is there something specific you can point to that like prevents you from knowing or admitting that you're in struggle?
1: Um I think one of the things is that I'm just naturally kind of part of myself so I just feel like I'm not motivated enough. I'm like telling myself that I'm just like I just need to get up and do it and yeah like it's a like personality defect that I can't mm. um but other
0: than that I don't think so. What about you? One that I think I've talked about on here before when we maybe talked about anxiety but um my brain is really good at like convincing itself that everything's fine oh yeah um and then my body will be like no it's not (laughs) so sometimes i'll like getting like that pain in my side Mm -hmm. um or if i start to like sleep a lot longer than i normally do it's like oh my body is like trying to get my attention um yeah where my in my brain is like, mm, we don't like to be uncomfortable, so let's just pretend like everything's fine. Yeah, we'll pass on that. Let's just yeah, keep we're gonna, moving. Let's just keep moving forward, <laughs> put a smile on your face, and we're just going to keep trucking on. But yeah, those are probably – and I don't know if it's like – maybe it's like a pride thing or it's like – I know part of it for sure is like I never want to feel like my feelings are like burdensome to other people. Even though I literally never feel that about anybody else, and I don't think in general most people do. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's just – it feels easier to, like, live in that space sometimes where you're just convincing yourself that everything's fine. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. I mean, it does seem like, well, it'll be okay if you just tell yourself that enough times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just manifest
0: that it's okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, what does recovery from struggle look like for you? I think part of it is time. Um, Agreed. You know, I, yeah, I think I start to either move through the struggle at some point, um, or just leave it and (laughs) it'll absolutely show back up (laughs) sooner or later, Um, one thing that I have been trying to practice a little bit more recently is like radical acceptance. Mm. Um, and for those who have never heard about radical acceptance, it means it's not that you like agree, um, with what's happening or the situation that you're in, but it's just like. A signal of hope and you accepting things as they are and that like this is reality instead of trying to like fight against the reality. Yeah, that makes sense. Kind of like body acceptance. It's not like you love your
1: body, but you accept that
0: it is the way that it is. Yes. And I um, heard a quote recently about this that is rejected reality turns pain into suffering. Oh, I like that. I know. And so, yeah, it's like you can feel pain. Like you, it's not intended to be like, oh, you don't feel your emotions. Like it's not, that's not what it means, but it's like, it's okay to feel your emotions, but like wallowing in that and turning that into like, this isn't fair. Why is this happening? All this stuff. Like that's where the suffering is. Hmm. Um, instead of just being like, yeah, this sucks and I feel sad and this is the reality. Yeah. Um, So trying to practice that a little bit, it's definitely a practice. (laughs) Yeah, that's great, though. Yeah. What about you? I would say that
1: I don't have any special formula for getting out of struggle because I feel like Mm -hmm. a lot of times – at least for me, I'm like always looking for how to fix it. Like, how do I how do I fix it? Yeah, uh, I don't think with like real struggle. Maybe if like it's situational struggle, like I'm having a hard time with a coworker or sure a family member or something. Like, there are action items you can take, but I would say in general, a state of struggle is like not something you can fix your way out of. So mm-hmm. time is definitely a thing, and. I also think just being kind to yourself is like probably the best thing you can do because otherwise you're struggling and you're beating yourself up about struggling. So not something I'm good at yet, but I recognize that that helps. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And the other thing that I have practiced in the last few years is... If I'm coming out of a period of struggle, I try not to overdo it because I think sometimes that can slow your recovery. Like if you're trying to jump back in mm-hmm. to do life like normal immediately, it's hard. I yeah. have a tendency to, oh, the other thing that I didn't mention, I absolutely should have. I don't know how this, probably brain fog is how I i forgot to talk about brain fog, but like, <laughs> brain fog is a huge problem for me. Um, yeah. and that's one that I can't, I had never noticed it because it's not something that you notice until you're like, oh right. shit, like yeah. I can't think, <laughs> um, this is, that's hilarious because for sure, for sure, I've been struggling with it for the past couple of months.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, had to make it its way through the fog. The fog is yeah. to clear enough for you to re- register. Right. Which brain. is funny
1: because I'm having a good day, but you, i am as you can see, like I'm having, I've been having pretty good days, uh, the last few weeks or not last the last week or so yeah but still i i'm not like back to 100 percent yet so mm-hmm. um brain fog is such a problem for me uh and there's not anything i can do about it you know other than yeah. like let it go that i can't think about certain things that and communicate that too because i think one of the things that's been hard not for seb but like with seb Mm-hmm. in the last couple of months is that he's, you know, been kind of living his life normally. And I'm just here yeah. trying not to right? like, whatever, trying to eat, trying to be a person right. and trying to keep this baby
0: healthy. Right. <laughs> like.
1: <laughs> and he's like, yapping in my ear about all these things that are important to him. And I want to care. And mm-hmm. sometimes I have to be like, I do not have the capacity to like, engage in this conversation right now. Like, yeah. Uh, you're trying to take care of house stuff and like all of the things that are on our mental load and you want my interaction and I just can't um which sucks for everybody like that's not fun for anybody involved yeah and what was the question please leave that in
0: (laughs) um (laughs) the question is about like recovering from struggle
1: oh yeah okay so I was saying that you don't (laughs) want (laughs) to sorry (laughs) now we're both just laughing at my is it pregnancy brain is it brain fog who knows
0: um a little little cocktail of both probably yeah for real
1: uh but i try not to push myself too hard too fast because what happens sometimes is i jump back in i come out of this fog i realize all of these things that have Mm -hmm. been happening while i've been in the fog and I'm like, "Oh, I need to catch up on all these things." So I'm like, uh, this is a very recent example. I'm like ordering birthday and anniversary gifts, like scheduling all the things that I didn't schedule in the last few months. Yep. And what happens sometimes is I end up scheduling and doing too many things at one time and then that that burns me out. So I try not to do that anymore, especially the scheduling thing. I had had a tendency for a while to For some reason, like, schedule a bunch of social activities in, like, a week and a half span. And at the end of it, I was, like, freaking exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. So take it slow and get things done because the getting things done when I'm coming out of recovery feels so good. It's so satisfying to, like, Mm -hmm. actually catch up on your list.
0: Yeah. Um, That really reminds me of, like, a behavior cycle because when there is, like, a behavioral escalation – after there's like a recovery period. And so after an escalation, like I would never have a kid be like, okay, go do that thing that you were doing when you escalated. Right. It's like you have, there's a recovery period where in it, there's not a time limit on the recovery period, but you have to wait to go back to that thing until like you're at baseline. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, that makes me think of like of Yeah, or one of the behavior cycles. Of yeah. Like, yeah, you got to wait. You got to or like, yeah, don't take on too much, but do a little bit. <laughs> right. Don't <laughs> expect yourself to be at 100% as soon
1: as you're like out of the fog or whatever struggle. You're yeah, in. absolutely. Okay. Tell me about your relationship between growth and struggle. I
0: mean, I don't think that you have to struggle in order to grow. I don't think that's, it's necessary, but I do think struggle is inevitable. Like it's, it's, you're not going to make it through life without experiencing that. Yeah. And so I think where I think about it the most with growth is that when you're in struggle, you're learning a lot about yourself and how you treat yourself and how you treat others. And you're also learning how you get out of struggle and what that looks like. And ideally like developing like some coping strategies around that so that when inevitably struggle comes back, you have like a toolbox, you have a place to like practice those, those strategies that are going to help. And I just like, I think there's so much growth in like learning about yourself.
1: Yeah, I would say that I agree that struggle is inevitable. And I think that sometimes in our biggest struggles, we do find the biggest growth but i also don't think that in in the middle of the struggle you can really like think about the growth like i don't think that's helpful sometimes yeah and and especially for me with the brain fog specifically like i can't do the takeaways in the middle of it like i can't see the upsides until i'm done so uh i would say yeah. that I would say the growth comes after the struggle for me personally. I guess.
0: Yeah, that makes me think of like, you know, like trying to like tell somebody to calm down or something like in the middle of yeah, <laughs> like it's not helpful. being <laughs> upset. It's like, oh, I know, like everything sucks right now, but like you're gonna grow from it, right? It's like that's no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, it struggle is uncomfortable, so nobody is sitting there thinking like, oh, but you know. I'll probably just grow so much from this. So I guess it's okay. (laughs) Like nobody's thinking that. Yeah, so true. Okay. What about in the last few years? Like what has struggle taught you? I actually think that one
1: thing that came out of the pandemic for me is thinking about how different struggle is for every person. Like I Mm -hmm. don't, I don't think that the phenomenon of struggling is the same for any two people. I really don't. Yeah. I, for a good chunk of the pandemic, felt not a lot, but a little bit guilty because I wasn't struggling. And so many people were struggling. Yeah. But I was very well equipped to handle that situation because I had reckoned with what it looked like. To quit a job and, like, not have a lot of structure in my day already. Yeah. So, like, I had learned those lessons already. And that was, you know, a struggle in itself. Like, I my struggle just happened a different time. Yeah. But, yeah, it did make me feel or, like, really understand that everybody's struggle is so unique. And Mm -hmm. we can't really know what it feels like for another person. And... One of the things that I have learned from the fabulous Dr. Brené Brown Mm -hmm. is that one of the barriers to connection facilitators and barriers, I guess, depending on how you handle it is like when people tell you how like their experiences, when people tell you their experiences, you don't just have to listen. You have to believe them. Like you have to, you, you don't have to understand, but you have to believe them. And I think that is an important reminder, for, especially for when you're listening to somebody in struggle. Like, I might not understand what you're going through, but it sounds like it sucks, and I believe you that it sucks.
0: Yeah. I love that. Thank you. What about you? What have you learned about struggle in the last few years? I mean, I feel like that was a mic drop. I feel like we should just close (laughs) it out. But um, I think I have learned that it's okay to be uncomfortable. (laughs) Like, yeah.
1: And because it's part of the human
0: experience. Yeah. And it's not forever. Like I think knowing that is helpful. um, Yeah. And that you're not going to live in that space forever. Um, There there's light at the end of the tunnel, hopefully. And I think I have learned like even more so like how important it is to like find your people and like, stay connected with those people that like root for you and love you and like listen to you and believe you and understand you and like all of those things, uh, because like that is those are the things that I think can help um, you like stay grounded, even when you are in struggle. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. We love our people. We love them. All right. Well, we would love to hear about your struggle. <laughs> We're all in this struggle bus together. Um, so if you want to send us an email at likeheartedpodcast at gmail.com, we would love to read it.
1: And be sure to follow along on Instagram at likeheartedpod.
0: And just a special shout out to our listeners. We do really appreciate you all listening and being on this ride with us for 50 whole episodes. So, Happy 50 to you too. Yeah. And <laughs> there's more to come. Uh, talk to you in two weeks. Bye.